You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. How long have you two known each other? Mm. I'm really bad with dates, but it was, I think, we met in 19. 1997 If you say five. so, it's fine with me. It was in mid-90s, like last century. <laughs> so we are what you call old pals. <laughs> this is Olenka Vistica and Drajan Grubasic. They're artists based in Croatia. How did you meet? I think we were part of the same, you know, Zagreb cultural scene, uh, going out at the same places. Um, we knew each other by sight, I think. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Olenka, but she's quite remarkable, so you well, would notice her. This is the first time I hear this. <laughs> 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 you need 30 years to pass to... <laughs> I think the formal introduction was when I was working with a French choreographer who was uh, at residency in Zagreb and she was mounting a new dance show and I needed someone to do the set design and Drajan and uh, his uh, colleague then, they were like rocking in Zagreb at that time. They were like the best... Uh, and I wanted the best for for the show, and we were supposed to travel with the show to Morocco. And I just uh, stopped him at the club, I think, where we were both um, going out and uh, asked him whether he would be willing to help me and work with us. And um, maybe you can... <laughs> I'm just laughing here. Uh, uh, you have a completely other no, no, recollection. No, 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 no. I remember, I remember before that that we went to Marina Abramovic performance in Ljubljana, and you came as an extra with my friend, and I asked you about your then boyfriend, and you said you split, and I was like, okay, great. Uh, I remember that part, and I remember when you mentioned the the show that I said, sure, you don't have to pay me. I just just take me to Morocco. I remember that trip was such a 
Such a great fun to spend time with Rajan and also to discover how reliable he was. I remember that um, for that show, the set design he made in Zagreb, uh, I sent it by air cargo. And when we came there, it didn't come. They didn't succeed to release it from the customs. And then I was totally, I freaked out and I was, all my ships were sinking. And Rajan said, okay, no worries, we'll make another one. So that was the beginning of an adventure. We were in a Renault 4 car, uh, going to little shops and carpeteers in Morocco, trying to build a new set design, and we did it. So it was a beautiful part of uh, our lives, I think. How did you start dating? How did we start dating? Spontaneous? <laughs> I, I mean, we, first we were hanging out, of course. I remember Drajan always tells this anecdote. I don't know why he doesn't want to tell it now, because I am um, short-sighted. Oh, so. that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was, that made her very, very interesting, because you have this wonderful person that sometimes it's really happy to see you, and sometimes she just passes by you and, like, doesn't even glance at you. And I was thinking, like, okay, what kind of behavior is this? Later on, I, I found out she was short-sighted, and sometimes she would have her contacts on and sometimes not. So that explained a lot. She wasn't trying to ignore you. Yeah, no, no, no. She just didn't see me for real. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it just happened, like, spontaneously, as Trajan said. I don't remember, like... Uh, you know, let's go on a date. It's not a big deal in Croatia. I don't know now, but maybe there is more of this global influence now and people go on a date when they hook up on Tinder. Or, But in those times, you didn't go on a date. You just went out and then you kind of spent time with someone, had fun, and then maybe... Moved in. Moved in, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Olenka and Drajan went to performances together and art galleries. They'd go mushroom foraging and then pickle the mushrooms. They'd like to have friends over for dinner. And uh, then we moved to the center of the town, to this little house, which was really cute, but there was something ominous about it because it looked as if it was a half of a house, <laughs> like uh, as if it was cut through the middle, so just one half was left. But there was a little garden. Uh, a little workshop for me. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still live in the neighborhood, so the house is still there. Someone else is living. Do you remember thinking to yourselves at the beginning of the relationship, this is the person that I can see myself being with for the rest of my life? Ooh, that's a. I'm not sure if you're thinking that when you're that age. Maybe somebody is. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the reason why I'm still single because I never. Um, I don't know. Relationships and love. I always wanted to keep it open. Anything can happen. Yeah, I. 
I'm not the person who says like, yes, this is the person I want to spend my life with. I want to get married and have kids and have... A... It's just not my um, nature, I think. So I, we, we just enjoyed life. So I think we were happy. And many times when the things are over, when you look back you realize how happy you were. You are not maybe aware at, at that particular moment because you are living it. And um, yeah, I don't know. Well said. <laughs> Olenka and Drajan broke up 20 years ago. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. What happened? Well, I think it was like in we were nothing special. What happened? What happens in many other relationships? They just ran out of fuel and um, one morning you wake up and uh, you you realize this is not going anywhere and that started a long <laughs> a long period of, uh, you can call it midnight conversations, or you can call it torturing ourselves, or when we were trying to figure out uh, whether we would, you know, stay together and uh, try to make the best of it or go separate ways. It was like a nice little balloon that kind of let air out, and at one moment you realize, oh, there's not much air left, so maybe we should break up. How long had you been together? About four years. Mm, I would say so, yes. To save money, Olenka and Drajan decided to keep living together for a little while. That was uh, insane to live together, keep living together, but not as a couple. And then we kind of realized that all these things around us were too powerful and they were witnesses of um, other times that were now gone. And uh, you couldn't bear to look at some of the things. I remember, you know, that was the time... Sometimes I don't want to say that because that kind of says how old we are. That was the time of VHS tapes, and we had so many of those, you know, the films we loved. And this VHS uh, player, And but that was a memory of many a cuddly night. And um, when the cat we had, I mean, we had, but he had to stay outside because Drajan was allergic to cats. He would sneak in behind the record player and then the Drajan would start coughing and we would realize the cat was there. So these were like small stories connected to, to everything around us. And that kind of prompted us to, to start speaking about that. Well, the biggest one definitely was the wind-up bunny toy, which uh, after the cat died, he served as a like, pet 
it, it it serves as a joke sort of between us uh, you know if somebody was asleep you would wind it up and let it run in the circles in the room until this Olinka will wake up or myself will wake up and uh, when you go on a trip and then you take the bunny with you and you take the photos of the bunny in the places where you usually would take the photos of your loved one and so it was like a sort of a little performance and he actually traveled a lot and he's seen the world. And uh, I remember while we were discussing about the, the, the objects and, and uh, what they represent and the memories they possess. And then the bunny was sitting in the corner of this room that we were s sitting in and just uh, thinking about who's going to, you know, what, what you're going to do with it, uh, who's going to take it. And that's that's when we started talking about how strange it is that these objects can mean so much and have such an emotional impact on just two people, on nobody else, because nobody else knows the story. There were so many beautiful moments that were that were memorized in those uh, objects, all these silly, cheesy things you do when you are young and in love. And um, we were kind of imagining, I think, the space where these objects could have their own life and where they could keep the memory, at least the memory of that love, which is no longer there, somehow ignited living. Olenka left town for a vacation with friends. While she was gone, Drajan started looking for a new place to live. I went to a Croatian island to really take a rest, but it was a futile adventure because I was so tired and I knew that when I would come back to Zagreb, I would have to meet Rajan, we would have to divide our possessions, and that's going to be the end. On the island, Olinka got a fever. And that was uh, the worst holiday ever, because uh, I spent it. My friend took a mattress out of the house, put it under a pine tree. It was a beautiful place, no electricity. One of these deserted uh, places in, in Croatia. And somehow thinking about what chores are waiting for me when I go back, I had this uh, enlightenment, like this could be something that's called Museum of Broken Relationships. We'll be right back. Support for This Is Love comes from Indeed. Hiring someone new can sometimes feel like finding a missing puzzle piece. The right person can complete a team, but the search can take a long time. And sometimes it feels entirely up to chance. Indeed is designed to help you find that perfect match much easier and much faster. Indeed's matching engine learns from your preferences for job candidates and becomes more accurate over time. That means the more you use it, the better it gets. You also don't need to worry about the busy work of hiring. Indeed will help you with scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
Listeners to this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash This Is Love. Just go to Indeed.com slash This Is Love right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash This Is Love. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Embracing nature is more than just going for a walk now and then. It's reconnecting with the elements. It's harnessing the power of natural ingredients. It's putting the earth first. For over 50 years, Nature's Sunshine has been sharing the healing power of nature as they work towards a healthier planet. Their manufacturing facility is 100% powered by sunlight and they divert 95% of waste away from landfills. If you're looking for a sustainably made herbal supplement, you might want to check out Nature's Sunshine and their new power line. Power Beats are a superfood performance booster that can help enhance both performance and blood flow. And Power Meal is a satisfying protein-packed superfood shake that comes in sustainable packaging made with nearly 40% post-consumer recycled plastics. Now that's something you can feel good about. This Earth Month, you can enjoy 25% off your first order with code NSP. Just go to naturesunshine.com. That's naturesunshine.com and use code NSP for 25% off your first order. When Olenka Vishtitsa returned to Zagreb from her vacation, she told Drajan Grubasich about her idea to create something called the Museum of Broken Relationships. We agreed on that was a great idea, and I think Drajan started Googling and well, this is something that should exist somewhere. She remembers they Googled the phrase Museum of Broken Relationships in multiple languages to see if someone else had already thought of it. But all they found were websites offering advice to people who'd gotten their hearts broken, telling them to just get over it and move on. You know, destructive uh, advice, forget everything, erase everything, uh, go shopping, prepare yourself for something new. There was nothing like what Olenka and Drajan were imagining. They didn't think about it for a while, and a few years passed. But then, Drajan asked Olenka if she wanted to submit the idea, which was an archive for relationships that had ended, to a big art show in Zagreb. And so Olenka just wrote it down, like, one page, and that's what we sent. And we got accepted, and we had 14 days exactly to, to really create this. Olenka and Drajan started spreading the word among their friends and acquaintances. They were looking for contributions, items left over from ended relationships. And then, of course, there was this big question mark... Is this going to work? But then people started bringing them things. One broken-up couple brought them a yellow Vespa they used to ride together. Now that the relationship was over, they just wanted to give it away. Someone gave them a cardboard coaster with love notes written on it. One woman brought them an old journal where she'd written about a boy she'd loved as a student. Olenka remembers she'd often meet up with these people in the main square of Zagreb, underneath the big clock in the center, to do a formal handoff. She says it was moving, knowing that people, many of them complete strangers, were handing over memories for her to take care of. 
sometimes she recognized them as people she'd seen around the city, and she liked getting to know little pieces of their lives, like one man who she sometimes saw in a bar. And that was someone whom I knew by sight. We were, you know, drinking together in the same bar, but somehow, you know, there is this person who who shares with you a part of uh, his life. And uh, I think this was very exciting. The man handed her a prosthetic leg in a plastic supermarket bag. He'd been injured in the Croatian war and fell in love with the social worker at the hospital who'd helped him. The man wrote in a short description to display with the leg, quote, The prosthesis endured longer than our love. It was made of sturdier material. Olinka and Drajan asked everyone who donated to write a few lines about the item and the story behind it, if they wanted to. And we just left this open, so you could just write a sentence or you could write a page. And you could tell what it reminds you of, you could tell your uh, love story, or you could tell your heartbreak story. We gave no directions whatsoever. Just it was anonymous. Yeah, Yeah. it was always anonymous. Was your wind-up bunny in the exhibition? Yes, it was. <laughs> no, I mean, if if you were asking people to do something like that, then, of course, you have to show by your own example. So, yeah, we, we gave the little bunny. Also anonymously, because we were so shy. And when now we are speaking with you so openly that... <laughs> That kind of uh, is a proof how much time has passed because in that April 2006, we didn't want to tell anyone (laughs) that it came. Of course, friends knew, but uh, to the papers, journalists, we were shy to admit that it came from our relationships because we knew We would get questions about the relationship, and that was not our goal. It was more of a universal archive we were aspiring to to create. What was it like for you, too, to to be there to see people's reactions? I mean, you weren't trying to talk much about the fact that your own relationship had ended, but was it healing in some way to be around all of that stuff? So while we were working on the exhibition and agreeing what goes where, and you could see that we were still dealing with some burden from the relationship. So I think that we've learned to work together. And the fact that we created something that day that brought so much uh, excitement and joy to people was a healing. Maybe we were not aware of that at that moment, but there's, for me, there's no, there's no greater love or joy when you create something with someone. And the joy is even greater if it's something meaningful for people. The exhibit did so well, Olenka and Drajan were invited to bring their installation to other cities. Berlin, San Francisco, and Singapore. Everywhere they went, they'd keep collecting new objects. It was like a snowball. We just kind of uh, 
touched it and it started rolling. And after a couple of years, we found ourselves with more and more objects and realizing, okay, this is not a one-time gig. This is not going to stop. So what are we going to do with all these things? I was already freaking out that I had some, you know, remnants for from fade loves on my in my attic and that <laughs> this is not going to end well for me. This is bad karma, whatever. So we thought, given the fact that the project was so universal, no matter where we went in the world, we thought maybe we should kind of make it uh, a permanent museum. Um, so we tried to convince the city of Zagreb to give us the space, and but it was so hard, we were not heard. We tried going to a bank to, to get a loan, and you imagine those bankers who laugh at the, okay, Museum of Broken Relationships, that sounds funny enough. But at the moment when they said, okay, guys, do you have anything to mortgage? So Androgen said, just, I think it's time we just get up and, <laughs> and leave. Eventually, they found a space to rent in the oldest neighborhood in Zagreb. And in 2010, they opened their museum. The first object that greets you, I think now it's, it's a garden gnome made of concrete, who is like the first dweller of the space, who is a kind of broken and crooked because it flew into the windshield of a, an expensive car as an expression of rage of someone who was uh, being left after 25 years of marriage. They also have a pair of pink fur handcuffs, a frisbee, a porcelain doll, and an iron. Accompanied by the description, this iron was used to iron my wedding suit. Now it's the only thing left. Someone donated a promise ring and said, quote, we were just two kids who couldn't keep a promise. Do you each have kind of a personal favorite that you like? It's hard to pick a personal favorite because there are many. And I like those two liners that are telling you the whole. I, I sometimes you can imagine the whole movie in front of your eyes. And also, I'm very attached to the objects where I was present when the person gave them or when the box was opened. So I remember like a huge pair of tennis shoes like you can imagine it was worn by a really tall guy basketball shoes and the story that came with it was just you was straight and I was gay and we played basketball together and that killed me inside I can imagine the whole world and that pain that you are kind of having this joyful experience of the game with someone you cannot be with. So we, the museum is about loves that existed and were broken, but also about those that were never possible, which is kind of maybe my favorite. <laughs> 
What else? I like the, as many of the visitors do, the story of the toaster from Boulder. That goes like, uh, when when you left me, when you left the house, I took the toaster because you liked so much to toast your bread for breakfast. And how are you going to toast anything now? For me, it's this uselessness of rage you know you you are taking uh, revenge on someone but by taking the toaster but it's kind of uh, cynical and uh, and funny i like also funny things drajan says they have about four thousand objects in the archive but only about a hundred are on display at a time There are different rooms in the museum about different kinds of stories. They've had a room with objects from long-distance relationships, with lots of air sickness bags, and a room called Rage and Fury. They've also had a room with objects and stories about families. There is one. uh, It's a a recording of a voice uh, that we got in Japan. And uh, it's a story... The father died, and his voice is on this recording. It's a recording of, uh, I guess, a weekend out on the beach or in the park or somewhere because you can hear the birds behind and uh, uh, the wind and the leaves. And you can hear two kids giggling and, and singing a little song, a rhyme song, and a mom and dad. And uh, it's exhibited so that you can hear the sound. This is a little paradox in in the description of the story. It says that they had this tape and this recorder, but mom forbade them to listen to it because she was afraid they might, by accident, erase the tape. So they had it, but they didn't listen to it and then uh, she donated it to us it's 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 really beautiful how it kind of transports you somewhere else when you hear the sound so this isn't just about romantic relationships No, it's about all the emotional connections we create. We have a breakup with religion. We have breakup with uh, gluten food. Uh, We have breakup with pets, uh, with politics, with countries, with family, of course. And the usual ones that you expect, the romantic relationships as well. What's the gluten food object? (laughs) It's about the pizza box of pizza dough (laughs) and the lady says that she really really loved pizza and unfortunately she can't have it anymore so she's donating it to us tell me about the axe that's in the collection oh the famous the famous berlin axe it it's it was a nice story how people can be creative I'm being sarcastic here. Uh, the The lady went into her first relationship. Uh, she finally opened up and let 
this lady, other lady into her life and they started living together. And then she went to US for a trip and just, I guess, phoned her to tell her that she's breaking up with her. And when she came back, like two, three weeks later, uh, she found all her furniture that was in their apartment that they shared. She found it all neatly packed in plastic bags because this other lady that was being left uh, bought the axe and as a part of a therapy, each day chopped a little piece of furniture into even smaller pieces and filled the sacks. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the oddest things that you've received? Oh, so this was not odd enough. No, I think there might be, I've looked around, I think there might be some odder things. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends what your perception of odd is. Um, Maybe a scab. Scab is kind of odd. I mean, scab is not that odd, but For when you... it's odd. <laughs> yeah, but the story is even funnier because she's a biologist or some similar field. And... At one moment, she felt that what would she do if something happens to her boyfriend? So she collected this cab that he had from skateboarding or some other funny sport. And she saved it so that sometime in the future, she could clone him if something happens to him. Is that odd enough? Well, it's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll be right back. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docu-series, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so freaking much. That you're a real runner now! I hate it. <laughs> I'm Abby Ayers, a 37-year-old mom from Utah who found herself running across the Manhattan Bridge in my first race ever. Running Sucks celebrates women who run and the running communities that carry them across the finish line. Running helped me in so many ways postpartum. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. For every person like you, I'm telling you you belong and I'm telling you you can do it. I never thought the words would leave my mouth, but yes, I'm planning on running a marathon. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing, because, like, who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. What 
did you donate to the Museum of Broken Relationships? I, I donated two stones. One of them was uh, white and long and uh, can stand by, on, on one end. And the other stone was purplish, violet, brown, very soft, um, and could roll. This is a man we'll call Albert. He asked us not to use his real name. He lives in Copenhagen, and in 2009, he met a woman at a conference. She lived in Germany. They began a long-distance relationship, flying back and forth as often as they could. One weekend in April, they decided to go to an island off the coast of Denmark. Albert says nearly as soon as they got there, things started to go wrong. Uh, we were completely unprepared for the cold weather. Uh, the cabin that we were that we were staying at, uh, that I had rented, was very, very ramshackle. No insulation in it, in it at all. The wind just blew through the boards that made the outer wall of this cabin. At night, we would take our blankets and push the beds together and just huddle close to keep warm. The next day, they went out for a walk. Albert says they always loved to walk, no matter where they were. And we walked and walked almost around the circumference of the island. They decided to go buy some food for dinner, but the island was very small and only had one grocery store. And we got to the supermarket, and of course, the supermarket was closed. There was no food to buy. There was a jar of pickled herring and some potatoes back at their cabin, and that's what they ate for dinner. We just, the only thing that we could do was laugh and laugh because we were so happy being together. The two of them went for a walk on the beach and each picked up a rock, the thin white rock and the round purple rock. When the weekend was over, they brought them back to Copenhagen and Albert kept them on a shelf. They spent almost a year traveling back and forth to see each other. But Albert says it eventually became too difficult to keep up. Um, she had, as, as the year progressed, both of us became more and more tired or fatigued from the, from the constant traveling and, and the stress of, of, of being apart. Um... She had she had small children. I had small children, and it was simply too much too much pressure, um, the traveling, and the the being apart from each other, and the the expectations to how we should how we should be for each other and what we should be for each other. So that was it. It 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 ended there. Years later. Albert heard about a new exhibit that was coming to Copenhagen, something called the Museum of Broken Relationships. It sounded so so funny and 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 so so strange, and also somehow a, a way to get closure for this this broken relationship. Uh, through all the years after we broke up, I still had stones, two stones standing in my in in my apartment on on display as a memory of this or as a memorial of this this relationship. Albert decided to give the rocks to the museum, and when he saw them displayed in the Copenhagen exhibit, he took a picture of them and texted it to his ex-girlfriend. And I said, well, now our relationship will never, ever be forgotten, neither by you, by I, or by the world. 
Not too long after that, they decided to get back together. Albert says their kids were older, and it was easier for them to travel. They spent years together, in two different countries, until last year, when they broke up again. Albert says they called their first year together Chapter 1, and after they got back together, Chapter 2. And who knows, perhaps there will be a Chapter 3. As the Museum of Broken Relationships grew, Olinka and Drajan did what they could to keep their own personal breakup kind of quiet. At what point did people discover that your relationship had been the motivation for this? Uh, pretty soon, I think. Because no, I we, think we, we kept it hidden for like a couple more years. No, but I think that we were we were kind of shy in Croatia at home. You don't want to talk about that, but I think immediately we, when we went to Singapore and to the states, that story came out because really? kind of yeah, I think so. I think so. If you go back to those interviews, but there is this um, this is why I like to travel this liberation because you are somewhere no one knows you. You can tell whatever story you want to tell about yourself. So it was easier to to admit, and we realized it kind of really sparks people's interest even more. What is it like to see people who've come into the museum and see their own object there? It can be it can be pretty diverse. Uh, Sometimes it's just uh, funny because they they find it uh, the whole experience funny. Sometimes it gets really really emotional. So uh, as as the stories are, so are the people. They go through some kind of process because they are letting this story go. It's no longer their private possession. And they send it to the museum to be put on public view. And I think that's a, that's a cry for a conversation. And that's a wish to share your story with someone. And I think what motivates them the most is that excitement that their story is going to be understood by complete strangers <laughs> and sometimes you need that you like you know also when you fly a plane and then you kind of strike a conversation with someone and you end up telling your life that's uh, and I think this is what museum offers to people to share their most intimate experiences with fellow humans no matter if they are not there at the moment. so But that meeting is happening each time when I see a person like hunched over an object and a story. And uh, this is when I know that uh, this project, no matter how long it's been around, it still makes sense because we 
do need to share our experience with someone. I wonder, do you think it's true that even even if your relationship has ended, that once you've been in a romantic relationship with someone, there is always something between you. You might not want to be with the person anymore, but but that connection, the way that you speak with each other, the way that you interact with each other, once you've been so close to someone, can never change completely. Of course. I mean, that was that was one of the motivations for our project was uh, after we read this horrible advice of how to deal with the uh, remnants of your breakup, uh, like get all your friends together and make a bonfire in your yard and get drunk. And it, for me, it was like, but you spend you spend years with somebody, and now you want to do. You want to erase everything? I mean, how bizarre is that? Why would you want to do that? How do you know that in 10, 15, 20 years' time, you want, you will maybe want to go through this uh, drawer and, and look up at the photos and read the letters? And I mean, it's your own personal history. You've been with somebody that that's, you know, some, so being so close, you influence each other, you change each other. And now, because it didn't work out, you will just want to race it all. It, it was really bizarre. And um, it's it's a funny sentence. Olenka said, well, if nothing else, we changed the search history. So now when you search broken relationships, you end up at our page first. <laughs> and, not these, <laughs> and not these barbaric ones. If you'd like to send something to the Museum of Broken Relationships, you can find out how on their website, brokenships.com. This is Love is created by Lauren Spohr and me. Nadia Wilson is our senior producer. Katie Bishop is our supervising producer. Our producers are Susanna Robertson, Jackie Sajiko, Lily Clark, Lena Sillison, and Megan Kinane. Our technical director is Rob Byers. Engineering by Russ Henry. Learn more about the show on our website, thisislovepodcast.com. And if you like the show, tell a friend or leave us a review. It means a lot. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at This Is Love Show. This is Love is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Discover more great shows at podcast.voxmedia.com. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. Celebrate Earth Month this April by harnessing the power of Mother Nature with Nature's Sunshine's new power line. From power greens with over 200 plant-based nutrients to support gut health and foundational nutrition to power beets that can improve performance and blood flow. Not to mention Power Meal, which delivers plant-based calories from Whole Foods to help keep you both energized and feeling satisfied throughout the day. This Earth Month, you can enjoy 25% off your first order with code NSP. Just go to naturesunshine.com. That's naturesunshine.com and use code NSP for 25% off your first order. 
What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.